0: Hello, hello. I am Christian Parraga, and this is Kensho, Growth by Pain, where you can get experiences from guests hoping they will give you insight moments. Today, I am with Helena Grima. She's a bachelor's degree in biomedical science from Kingston University and works at Abbott Labs as a quality professional. Alongside her profession, Helena is known for her encouragement and support to others in need. In 2014, her passion to serve others led her to join join Maxwell Team and become a certified coach, trainer, and speaker. She is the founder of Inside Out Transformation Group that organizes personal development and leadership training through seminars, workshops, roundtable discussions, and much more. Helena has traveled to Paragu- Paraguay with Dr. John Maxwell and other coaches to train leadership values at government and private sectors in 2016. Being part of this movement to transform a country has given her strong dedication and renewed vision to be change agent to homeland Ethiopia. Helena is a body wife and mother who resides in Wild Texas with her beloved husband Elias and their daughter Amen. Thank you very much for being here. Welcome to Kenji Podcast, Selena.
1: Thank you for having me, Christian. I appreciate you.
0: I'm really thrilled to have you here. How come you were into personal development since you were in medical things?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a very good question. I think knowing ourselves matters a lot, doesn't it? So I wanted to help people ever since I was a child, and I saw my parents helping a lot more people more than their own five kids. So in my little mind, being a doctor or being in the medical field is the only way to give, even though my parents, funny enough, were not in the medical field, they were business people. Um, so I wanted to be a doctor in terms of to help the poor and be you know a helping hand. But then what I noticed is while I was in college and throughout, once I left home, um, what I noticed is I was more an encourager. I wanted to write what I know, wanted to share what I know. And I, if my parents tell me so, so sick, I find myself writing an encouraging letter or send them a card and trying to lift up and, you know, share some wisdom, the little wisdom that I had. So I found myself so into that, you know, so into being, a helping hand to somebody in terms of using the right word or sending them something that they can read and be lifted up. So when I noticed Alina, when I get to know myself, then I found myself being so at my, um, that I found my niche, so to speak, you know, that's where I am and that makes me lose sleep over. I find myself writing emails in the middle of the night um, and finding resources to kind of, you know, make my, I don't want my words to be just empty. So I would add a research or I would add um, a book quote or whatever to say, somebody has lived this out. This sh- two this shall pass. So I find myself encouraging through emails, through letters, through cards and through phone calls. So when I knew who I was and, um, and I knew um, that I needed to make changes towards so that I can fulfill the purpose that I'm created for. So that's why I'm making that shift towards uh, becoming a full-time leadership and training and, um, you know, leadership and personal development trainer.
0: That's great. Mm-hmm. That is great. Uh, empowering and helping people uh, not only fulfills you, but also will give you, will give you more because I don't know if you heard, the more you give, the more you get yes <laughs> uh, great it
1: does, it does wonders it does wonders it's just um, to me it's um, it's more than food it's just I can't explain it because I think when you are um, when you find out why you created for and uh, you just find that that is that's your um, your spot so to speak that's your that element, you find yourself being so at ease, and you're not going against the current, so to speak. You feel like you belong that in that space, and you perform well. It comes from within. It's not nothing motivates you from outside. It's an inspiration that would drive your passion. So, yeah, I, I I hear you. Helping others is, you know, the best for me. <laughs>
0: It is. It is. Now, let me start with the questions that I do at the beginning of the podcast. That is the hardest moment in your life and how it helped you.
1: Yeah. So, when you ask me that question, I think uh, beginning, I have to look at from growing up upwards because if I can look back in my adult life, I might find other spots where I thought I was at my lowest. But I think. Initially growing up, leaving my family, because I was born and raised in Ethiopia, and I left when I was 19, and from, I was one of the shy, the shyest in the family, and the, the quietest in the family, um, so leaving my family was the hardest, and I went to London, so the, the adjustment was too much for me, you know, homesickness on top of the weather, I couldn't adjust, you know, it was too cold for me. Ethiopia is a tropical country, so you can imagine. And then you used to get so dark early, and then the accent. Even though I thought I, I spoke good English when I was in Ethiopia as a second language, but then you know the accent. So the adjustment. The first two years were very tough, very hard. Um, I missed my sisters a lot. I had a very close, tight relationship with them. So that that was the hardest, you know, growing up, the very first hard moment of my life. Mm,
0: I see. Yes, adjusting. And it's like entering a, in a little crisis that changed everything for you. Yeah. yeah. Did you go alone?
1: Yes, I did. There were, there were a couple of uh, family members that I knew in England. But then I had a best friend, a friend that I grew up with, who became literally like a sister now. Um, so what I noticed is like, I, I wanted to repress her <laughs> with my sisters, but we had a very good relationship. I'm so glad I had her because just to make all the decisions, because the way we grew up, my parents made the decision even though I was 19. Whereas in the US where I live now, you know, kids at young age make their own decisions. And I didn't have that independent um, thinking, so to speak. So making decisions, uh, but, you know, the strong way that they raised me never left me. Like even 7 p.m. was late, late for me, very late for me, you know, because <laughs> I never stayed out late and stuff. So what they taught me, the values they taught me kind of guided me, but. It needed a lot of adjustment, and you know I used to cry a lot. I used to, I missed them. I would cry. <laughs> I would guess I was very sensitive, and um, just finding my way. And and I was shielded with my family, and then that hard time kind of exposed me to find out who who is Alina? You know what does she like? Because I used to be a pleaser. I would do whatever my sisters choose to to do, and even though I was the oldest you know from my sisters but then, when I was exposed when I was in woman, I was like, "Okay, what do I like? You know I never made that decision based on my own need. I made that decision based on what everybody else, so I wanted to accommodate everybody, but never me so that was that makes that made it difficult but but then that dif- difficult process kind of made me find who I truly am and what do I like what I don't like you know I was like oh okay I, I never knew I did like this I, I guess you know so it was um, a bit of a sweet moment and I think you know um t- to me like god knew that I needed to be separated so that I can find out who I am and that's the, that was the only way that I could have reached my potential I mean you know f- find who I'm created to be then you know the hard times are always good when you look back, especially if you learn from them, right? So I feel like I've I've learned it was like another set of um, college, so to speak, not just educational, but life college for me, away from my family of that cushioning and that protection and that provision because I was provided for, for everything. Now I have to make in Smith. So it was a lot of lesson.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. And yes, it was like the best way to find yourself.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, I know we try to avoid um, hard times, but I think as human beings, we don't learn as much when we're having a great time. It's the hard times that, that really teach us. And um, I'm, I'm glad when I look back, I said, I'm so glad that I had that experience because it really makes me strong and it really makes me... Um, to strive for more. And, and, you know, I can accept any kind of situation now because, and you appreciate what you have now. I think if you... I think I was able to look back and say, whoa, I I was even appreciative to my parents. Oh, my God, they provided for me. I never took a a public transportation. Like, you know, they're they're always driving me. But at the time, I took it, you know, as normal. Like, I took it for granted because that was what was given to me. But being away from them, I was like, whoa, the the sacrifices they made for me and um, how much they accommodated every need I had and, It really made me appreciative and humble, and you know, to have that gratitude um, attitude, you know? Yeah, so yeah, that was the best time.
0: (laughs) That is nice. And you said that it took two years to accommodate and understand, but I'm sure the journey of finding yourself and self awareness took more time. When was the time that you realized? I am for this. Um, did something happen also, or you just uh, understood like a click? It was a click, and
1: no, no. I wish, in <laughs> a way, I wish it was a click, but it wasn't. Um, so what happened? I finished college, and then I couldn't find a job, and I felt stuck. And I, I have to admit, I was kind of depressed at that time, even though I didn't know that it was kind of a depression, but if you don't want to leave your bed and it's noon (laughs) and you know, you don't feel like doing anything else, then, you know, it's being, it's been depressed. So I reached a point where, okay, what now? What now I'm done with college. I don't want to do further studies. I wanted to, but I said, I need, some time got, maybe I need to get some work experience. I was applying everywhere, nothing seemed to work. And before I used to be um, a fiction reader. I mean, I've always loved reading, but I never read anything outside of that. So one day, um, so I was going through the motion of life. I would apply, but I wouldn't leave my bed until noon. I would go to the nearest library. You know, internet wasn't that up. You know, this was like late 90s, 2000, 2000, exactly. So I would just go to the library, search and whatever. So going through that motion. And then one day I was watching Oprah, Oprah Winfrey show. And then she talked about keeping a gratitude journal. She's like, why don't you, you know, try this, whatever. I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. I mean, I didn't think you would make that much of an impact. And then the first few days I must admit, I only have three, four entries. Like, thank you, God, for my parents. And thank you, I'm alive. You know, I just didn't know what else to say. But as time goes by, as time went by, I was like, oh, my goodness, I could see. I'm healthy. I can walk. I can talk. I can, I can do these things, you know. I'm still young. I have, you know. I'm, it really opened up my eyes as to how fortunate and blessed I was. But I, it, that was the opening. I was like, "Oh my goodness, there's an, a new world out there." To have a, a, a even attitude in terms of choosing an attitude, I didn't know an attitude could be my own choice. You know, it was the in, the outside force that used to influence me instead of the inside force to say, "I choose my attitude today. I'm gonna be grateful. I'm gonna be happy. Whatever." Um, so it was, it was then that I realized there's so many things that are in my hand. And then I switched to reading. There was a book that she suggested, I remember, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. So it's, it's about based on fear and how when you are about to do, this was written by Susan Jeffers. Um, she passed away a few years ago. Uh, But that was the very first book that opened me up. So it was about fear. And then it talks about how the minute you feel fear inside you, the butterflies inside or whatever reaction you had, just tell yourself that you're about to learn something. And then I realized there is always a first time for everything. And unless you feel that discomfort inside you, that you're not growing. So that was the very first book that really opened me up. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So I couldn't stop. So I started picking up books and I read Dr. Phil, you know, I'm sure you you know Dr. Phil. And then, you know, other books that Oprah was suggesting and that's it. Boom, boom, boom. It's just books that opened me up. And then um, I made, I, I realized that I was, I had a, I had a victim mentality, so to speak. I wanted to, people to like me. I had that, pleasing attitude, like I wanted to accommodate everybody and then resent later on. So I was like, why am I doing this? I mean, there's nothing wrong with me saying no to this and saying yes to that. So books opened me up big time. So that's that down moment, so to speak, after college was another hard time, the second hard time in my life that really made me decide i can't live like this i have to have a better job and obviously when my attitude changes i started getting up early i started exercising i started taking a walk And then, boom, I found a job. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't say boom, but the attitude shift made a big difference. I said, finding a job is not who I am. That's something I'm pursuing, but that doesn't make me a failure because it didn't happen right away. So I found a job, and then, you know, I started being happy again. And then, um, so, again, that's another down moment for me to realize there's more to life. And then I think my personal development began from that point onwards.
0: That is nice. Mm. <laughs> and a lot of people, young people, that, is, uh, that finish already the studies and uh, encounter the same thing that they don't have a job, what would you advise them to do the first thing? Uh, keep a journal uh, and do the gratitude? Or what would you say the first step that will help them?
1: I'm, I'm, I am I'm, telling people to do that, even now. Honestly, it really wakes you up. The thing is, it's just a shift in the mind that whether... I think it's Henry Ford that says, whether you say I can or I can't, you're right. So the attitude shift is like, it's, it's up to us to see the glass half full or half empty. Both are right. I mean, if I have half a glass of water and if I say it's half full and you say it's half empty we're both right. It just depends how you want to see it. So if when we focus on the things that we have already, it really helps us, one, to enjoy them and and two, to have that positive outlook towards life. So if we're down and if we're just feeling so gloomy and if you're saying nothing works for me and whatever, then we won't be able to see what we have in front of us. It could be just right under our nose, but we won't see it because of that, the way we see things. It's like wearing a dark glass, you know, pair of glasses, and you can only through through them and you see everything in black, you know? But um, having a gratitude, an attitude of gratitude helps, oh my God, tremendously for us to see life from a different corner. And, and and enjoy it. And it's a process. And see, even if that's a, your down moment, you say, okay, what else can I do right now? You know? I haven't got the job yet, but is there a course that I can take online which is free? You know? Who do I talk to? You know, who can I connect with? Uh, how can I do networking? You know? Who else? Just having that open all the resources out there. Okay? So, I would say keep that attitude um, um, uh, that gratitude journal talk to more people because your attitude matters because nobody wants to hire somebody who is not you know what I mean right so I, so it's good to talk to people network 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 or see if you can do a voluntary job you know something that they can take you as a volunteer and maybe they'll like you and see how competent you are and they might hire you. So my advice is your attitude is an absolute game changer. And, and, and having that gratitude journal will help you to adjust your attitude and to, to to see the bright side of life, so to speak, and not to focus on your problems because when we focus on our problems, they grow, you know, because, you know, we, we find what we're looking for. But when we focus on what we have and our strength and what else can I do, then the solution would come along the uh, along the way. I don't know if I answer your question, but <laughs> this is my suggestions.
0: You did very well. Thank you so much. And Helena, I would like to know more about your work in personal development. Of course, yeah. Uh, can you tell us about Inside Our Transformation Group and ATP and Personal Development, development Group?
1: Yes, uh, Inside Our Devo- Inside Our Transformation is a name I chose for the things I do because um, I used to think things can change from outside, but inside out, change is the one that is there to keep, so to speak, because we can, you know, I can change my outfit and look nicer, but, if 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 my inside me, if I am doubtful of myself, if I am very critical of myself, then the outside force is not going to truly bring transformation in my life. So I want people to transform from inside out. Um, so that's why I chose that. And um, what I do is mainly hold workshops for. Everybody, so to speak, but youth and women are my niche. Like I just love. I love. I have this pool for young, young, young the young generation because they're the future leaders, um, and and I want to give them what I know. My share my experience with them, and and then what I what I've learned from my trainings. So what I, I hold um, seminars and workshops, sometimes a uh, roundtable discussions. It all depends but it's mainly based on who they are, their worth. Um, I want them to know that they're a gift, not just for their family, for the world. I want them that at least one gift is inside them, that they need to find out what that is and cultivate it and grow it and, and, and share it with others so that that will be what they're going to serve the world. Um, so the courses, in you know, character forming, you know, what are the characters that they need? Um, what is forgiveness? What is... Integrity. What are what are the you know those things? They might learn them at school, but depends. You know what, a part of the world they they live in. But even even in America, they don't get those things as much. So the courses focus on those things. And and recently, I did a a dream board, like a vision board, for um, a bunch of teenagers so that they would know, they will have a map to look forward to. So we we create, everybody created one so that they can put it up in their room. So what is the career path they want to approach and what's their family with different area of their life. It's just so that they can see their vision and pictures and their mind can settle in that. And, and it will be a roadmap for them to, Make sure that they align what they do. The choices they make is going to make them. So I'll be telling them that choose right so that you can reach your destination. So these are the different things that I do with youth and with mothers and women. So that just, you know, we all know our self-worth and our purpose. And how can we better be better women, better mothers, better wives, better? So I have a mother-to-mother forum every three months. So we just bring a topic and I invite guests to speak on it. So we have a discussion. So it's just um, sharing wisdom in our journey, not just necessarily as as a mother, but as a woman too. So I, you know, women that are not married and that are past marriage, you know, motherhood age also participate in it. So that's what I do with that. And. And then the Ethiopian the personal development, I didn't initially start it. I joined a friend of mine who started it. Um, so that, the whole idea is for us to encourage and then inspire and empower the Ethiopian society abroad and in Ethiopia too. And because of the work we did, the Facebook Live discussions that we had, we were invited to be on one of the top talk shows um, the Helen Show is one of the the most popular one in Ethiopia. It's aired in Maryland, it's recorded in Maryland, but they air it everywhere. So we were on that show and since then, that was back in November, since then we, you know, the group has expanded a lot more and a lot of people send me questions about, you know, doubt and fear and confidence and, you know, friendship and different, different, different areas. But mainly as to how do I overcome this? I'm so fearful. How do I am so lonely? So I see the need. So we're keeping on. And I interview people too. Like on Sunday evenings, I bring up somebody about about mental health, about volunteering, the different, you know, what is self-awareness, different things we we interview people so that people can learn and, and grow and, you know, and reach their potential, you know, at the end of the day. and and it's very important that the personal development is not personal growth is not something that that will end it has to be a continuation until we die (laughs) but at the same time a lot of people think that just because they go to college they think they know Um, but that's the whole purpose of the group too, for people to be aware that they are in charge of their life and they need to grow themselves so that They can achieve more and be more to society and themselves.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and it's really interesting that how the group uh, grow because you said it started last year and now it's big, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think we have about more. I want to say about two thousand people already, but um, it's we adding more. We adding more everybody from everywhere, and you know a lot of people are. They they need it. I see the need in it to be honest. And um and, and the plan is going forward I wanna I'm I'm interviewing somebody on Sunday and then I have lined up another week. But it's just to help others by sharing, just like what you're doing, really. People can, can share their wisdom, what worked and what didn't work, so that others can try it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Mm, mm
1: you know. Thank you.
0: And we were talking about purpose also. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How do you think is the best way or what would you tell a person that is lost and would like to find a purpose?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So to me, I think a lot of people confuse purpose and they, they think it's something very huge. What I realize is, who we are I mean it starts from self-awareness who am I then accepting I think when you're self-aware accepting the things you can't change like your identity where you were born who your parents are what kind of race you are those are the things we can't change but there are things that we can change like our like attitude we talked about or you know our educational level whatever so as as people get aware of who they are and their bad experiences and the good experiences, they kind of see where they are. And then I think finding yourself, your strength and your weaknesses. See, we're not all created the same. Um, I'm not good with numbers, you know, but I love writing. Whereas my husband is so good with numbers and he doesn't like writing at all. He asked me to write emails for him. So it's just finding who you are not comparing yourself with anybody else and see where did I, how far I came, you know, myself, am I growing? So as you grow, you'll be able to say, okay, so what am I good at? Where can I help people? And it's not it has to be huge, huge. It could be just a smile could be a help to somebody else. And then your body experience teach you a lot more as to where you can fit in. Um, I can give you a good example. My sister when she was four, she was, she had a, a burn, you know, there was a um, hot water boiling outside where we were playing. And then um, she had a burn experience, you know, she got burned. And of course, luckily she, she made it and she survived. But because of that, because of what happened to her, now she supports the hospital that she was in because that hospital is now a government hospital and they don't get a lot of fund, and when you go to the wards, and the, the, the bunch of kids coming from everywhere, and the you know the hygiene is not that good or whatever. But she gives back, so that give her a purpose, so to speak, and for herself because. I made it. I was four. My parents could afford it, and at the time, the hospital was, you know, one of the top hospitals, but not anymore. And what can I do? So I think we can start from the pain we experience. The pain can be turned into a purpose. Um, some people were adopted, and they they can help adoptive, you know, kids, kids or you know what I mean. Like if we look at our pain, and if we are dealt with it, you can say, how can I? use my experience and people that go through the kind of experience that i'm going through how can i give back so look at the pain what are your experiences and what can you do with it to others it doesn't have to be huge you have to start somewhere so for me um i was shy i told you i was very quiet so that kind of impacted my confidence right and then when i was growing up by the time i was 12 or whatever i started gaining weight and you know you hear names from everywhere and I kind of absorbed that so it didn't help my confidence one bit so now that I'm comfortable with who I am I I want to especially with girls I want to tell them that their value doesn't come from the shape they're in or their outlook from outside it doesn't matter beauty is in the eyes of the beholder you are beautiful as you are you don't have to have this pointed nose or whatever or you don't have to have the beauty and the shape and the and the status that the world is portraying you as good as you are and accept the way you are for who you are and move on. And, you know, add on the things that you can add on, change the things that you can change, but accept yourself for who you are. So because of that pain, because of that harsh experience I had in my own life and the quietness didn't help me, a lot of things missed out. You know, when you're quiet, people think you don't know. And, or when you're so accommodating, People think you don't have any feelings, so they walk on you. So because of that experience, I, I want to build kids. I want to be able to tell them who they are and help them and keep on encouraging them to make it, you know, to make it and succeed and accept who they are, like know their gift. Because I have a bunch of kids that I influence. Those include, of course, my niece and nephews. But um, I always tell them what good they are and what, they can improve on, and I, I'll set them a quote and say, "What do you think about that? Tell me what you think," and and we'd have a discussion about that. For me, that is so huge because I'm building them. I don't want their confidence to depend on people's opinion or the score they got. And if they're not good with math, good, it's okay. It, now they know that they're not with good numbers. What what are they good at, and focus on that to grow it, and you know, become a become their career path or you know, um, so I tell, I know I, I got a long way to, be, to talk about this, but to find your purpose, know yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What is your pain? I mean, we all have some kind of experience growing up. You know, there is no perfect world. And what is it that you look back? What makes you cry? What really makes you cry? Not, you know, some people, animal cruelty makes them cry to me seeing kids on the streets makes me cry you know so what what is your pain what makes you really what makes your heart ache and what can you do towards to become the solution you know and you know it's a choice to become part of the problem or part of the solutions right so what can i do my little contribution towards making the world a better place and we can start from our pain
0: that is that awesome does
1: make sense? <laughs>
0: yes totally totally and uh, that's how this podcast, uh, well, the reason it's also from pain. Uh, it is started from pain, of, of course, my pain. It is really a emotion or a, an experience that can make a big change in order to help more people. Mm. Um, that is uh, really nice. And tell me more about the book that you're writing, please.
1: Um, So I've been wanting to write for the last uh, 15, 18 years, to be honest. And I started it in my language and I was like, no, I want to have a bigger audience. Um, So I'm writing it in English right now. I want to share my own reflections. I believe for me, the best things in life are discussions, like really deep discussions where an iron can sharpen an iron, like we can learn from each other. I, I love that because you know we can see or hear the same story and you might catch something else and I might catch something else. So with that discussion, we can be able to see the corners that we didn't see. So I love deep discussions and I love reflections. If we don't stop and reflect on our experiences, we'll never learn from them because Yes, it's said that experience is the best teacher, but if experience is not reflected, it's not a teacher. I mean, how can one person can make the same mistake again and again and again uh, because they have never stopped and posed and say, where did I go wrong? How can I do it better next time? So I love reflections. Um, so it's going to be my personal reflections, my journey um, and w- where I went wrong and what I got from it. So just, just like our discussion here, the, the, the downside and the good side. Um, so it's gonna be about my personal journey of finding who I am, my self worth, and then finding my strength and how can I turn that, uh, the good and the bad and the ugly, turn that into a purpose where that will be more than me, it goes out of me and helps somebody else. So it's gonna be a reflection of my journey and focused on the worth and the strength of and the purpose that I'm in for life. And, it, it, you know, it is a process. So it's going to be a, a reflection. So I, I love taking pictures. So I love, I, I capture uh, natural pictures. It could be a nice sunset or, you know, a different um, shaped something, or it just could be a tree or whatever. So my reflections is going to be anchored with a picture as well. So I capture a picture with pictures like, I can give you an example, like um, my, where my iPhone is connected in the car, uh, lit up. And if it's. I took a picture of that and I talked about where are you connected? I mean, what is your connection taking you to the next level? So I, you know, though that's the kind of book it's going to be. Typical of my reflection, but my learning into finding out who I am, where my strengths are and how am I using it as a purpose.
0: Interesting. And deep. Do you know when it will be finished and it will be published?
1: Uh, that's a good question. My my plan, My initial plan was um September 2019, but I don't know if I'm going to meet because, you know, I went full-time, I do this part-time, and I have a daughter to take care of. So I haven't set up the time frame, but I want to complete it this year.
0: All right, perfect. I'll be waiting for it. it, it sounds oh,
1: definitely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: Let me give you the other question. the uh, The thing that you did for your success, it could be a habit, it could be a tool, something that can it's the game changer for the success.
1: Mm, That's a good one. I think reading books big time, and when I was reading books by myself, I had the urge to talk about my learning, so I created a book club you know we all get together and have coffee and talk about this and that and probably discuss discuss about people and events <laughs> so I said why not discuss the books you know we could read like I said earlier we can read the same thing and get a different uh, you know depending on the level of maturity and understanding we're in so I created a book club and we read about up to 30 books I think um So for me, that helped a lot more than just reading by myself. When you read together and you kind of sit down and get the juice out and hear it from everybody's version, that helped enhance and deepen my knowledge and understanding. And the other thing is having a mentor. I think whether we, we know it or not, we're following, we're following somebody. It could be a Hollywood actor. It could be a, a popular singer, whatever. And being intentional who that mentor is. Yes, it's good to have a one-to-one mentor, but we can have mentors from distance, authors. And and, in this day and age, social media is everywhere, Instagram. Who are we following? And I tell the kids most of the time, if you want to be a doctor, are you following any doctors? Like um, uh, 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 this kid said to me, I want to be international. I want to be able to travel other countries and do surgeries. And I said, okay, tell me the surgeon that you are following. You understand what I'm saying? It's very important that we intentionally follow. I'm not saying don't follow, because we are following, whether we know it or not. But having that model, role model, and having that mentor to follow and learn from them. To me, John Maxwell is that mentor. And of course, there, you can have different mentors for different areas, your health, you know, different. But in terms of my career, I follow him because he's a writer he's a speaker, he's a trainer. So that's exactly who I'm becoming. And and I love his values. Of course, you know, I love what he stands for. And I, I see his fruits. You know, we have to judge people by their fruits. I see his fruits, how he is with his family and how much he has succeeded and how his heart, his motive and his intention is to help others, to add value to others. So I follow him intentionally. So reading books, having... Um, you know, discussing so that you can get the best out of what you're reading. And having a mentor, my goodness, I cannot emphasize it. it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be 50 or 15. It doesn't matter. Having a mentor will help tremendously. So those are my two recommendations.
0: A mentor, as you said, could be, you could have many mentors through, the, yes. through your life. Even you are 10 or 60 or 80, you could still learning because, personal development or it's endless (laughs) it's all the life and i didn't try having a book club like like they did or a a book in order to discuss it's really interesting i will do it i will do it for sure
1: yeah it's very good you pick a book and, you know, of course, you got to choose what kind of book you're picking. Uh, you got to be intentional. What's the purpose of it? I know people who read fictions and they just discuss the characters. That's not for me. For me, it's I want to read um, people's, uh, you know, autobiography, people's story or, you know, real life. Um, there are so many books. I mean, uh, and then, of course, discussing what's you're learning and how can you relate it to your own journey? You know, it's not just reading about somebody's story, but where 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 is it clicking in you that you can do something better? So book clubs are great; they're huge, like you said, personal development, and and, and tutors can be like a ten. What I try to what, I tr- what what we are trying to do here in Dallas is there is a there is a doctor that he is a family therapist. He's trying to create a mentorship program, and he's involving me with that. So what we're we trying to do with um you know pair up middle school students to high school students, high school students to college students so that they can mentor each other and show them the way. A mentor is somebody who's been there, who's done that. So they can just say, you know, these are my wins. These are the struggles I had. This this is what you can do. So they can just hold hands and pull the other person where they get pulled from another higher level. So mentorship is huge and it's very, very important.
0: It is, it is. Mm And going to the closing part of the podcast, uh, let me ask you, what is the best advice you ever received?
1: Whoa, uh, the best advice. I think I received a lot. I used to think that I wasn't good enough. And I think the the best advice I was given is um, you don't have to be qualified if you're called to do that, if, if that's your purpose, you will be qualified along the way. So it's um, it goes. It's like a coat, but it's, it's it it goes along the way. Like God doesn't um, call the qualified; He qualifies the called. So I was like, okay, if I'm so passionate in helping others, and the way I want to help others is, of course, you know, um, sending money would be one of the things. But if I am so passionate about encouraging others and giving them training so that they, you know, if I'm so passionate, I don't have to be there, whatever there that is, you know, I'll get there, whatever that is, but I can just start from where I am. So it really made me realize that not everybody is passionate about what I'm passionate about. So that's me. That's who I am. So if I start where I am, then I'll keep growing, you know, and then I don't have to be there yet because a lot of people will, will wait for a perfect time or a perfect position, a perfect maturity level or perfect knowledge. There is no such thing. You start where you are and you do what you can right in front of you, around you with the people that you get to see more often. And then it it grows from there. And your knowledge level in in your own action, in why you're serving, it keeps growing. And you grow yourself along the side and you keep growing. It just never ends, just like you said, so that was the best advice. I feel like, okay, I must be cold for me to be passionate about this. And let me do what I can now and see where it takes me. You know, 10, 15 years, I know it will take me somewhere else. So that was the best advice.
0: And going to the other side, what is the worst advice you ever received? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there are plenty of that, too. But I think the worst I heard is from my own best friend. And I was telling her, um, I'm really trying to do this. You know, I'm passionate. I got certified. This is what I'm going to do. She's like, girl, you need to wait until you retire. You know, you have responsibilities to take care of. You, have, you know, I was like, retire? And she's like, yeah, you, you don't think you would come? You would come sooner than you think. I said, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wait that long, so oh, it was very discouraging. And I'm glad I didn't listen to it, you know. But that was the worst because people can be your best allies, but their worst enemies at the same time. And um, you really don't—you really have to pick who you listen to. That's what I learned. I was like, if people are not a striving like you, uh, if they have—if they're not, you know, if they don't have a vision that they're really working at prioritizing life, because. Life is a trade-off, you know? I could be sleeping instead of talking to you, right? It's a trade-off. What is important to me has to be prioritized. So if people are not striving themselves and pulling themselves out of their comfort zone and really working towards into a bigger goal so that to benefit others, they're not going to understand where you're coming from. They think it's a waste of time. Yeah. One because maybe they don't reach that maturity. Two because they—they're reminding them that you're not doing—they're not doing anything with their life. So we really have to, you know, filter the the things people say to you, and you have to pick who you talk to about certain areas. Because if they don't understand, they're gonna discourage you. And and I think a lot of dreams have been killed by people, especially the people very close to us. So that was the worst right now that comes to mind
0: (laughs) yes sometimes the closest people uh, give you the worst advice (laughs) because they care about you however but they don't know they don't have your vision they don't have your goals they are just
1: they can't see it from your corner and the other thing is like you said they they want the best for you so they they're so scared for you to fail but then failure is part of success you know if you don't try it how would you know and um, and they, and they see what what who you are now, they don't see your potential, you know who you are is where you start, but that journey would take you. God knows you know it, it keeps on growing, so yeah, they mean well, but
0: <laughs> all right, Helena, at the beginning, we were talking about the beginning of your personal development. Uh, I would like to know. How do you see yourself in five years? Now, seeing, seeing the future.
1: Um, that's a very good question. I want to give back to my homeland, my um, Ethiopia, and I want to be able to serve. At least going every summer, you know, I want to serve the orphanages over there. There's so many kids with no parents, and uh, I want to be able to really invest in their growth, in their personal development growth, so, so to speak. So, I see myself traveling everywhere and um, at least two three books you know by within the five years yeah and and of course I, I want to be able to take part in a lot of nonprofits that are popping there is one that is uh, a support group for mental health in in our community and you know I want to take part in that and there is an, a support group for autism kids that I that I I get to train a couple of times with them, so I see more involvement in non profit organizations. That's where my heart is, and I see myself doing those speaking internationally and giving back in Ethiopia and keep writing.
0: Nice three books, and many people helped by you mm, mm. yes. Keep doing that, and I'm sure you will do it. I'm sure you Thank will.
1: You. <laughs> Thank you for the word of confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Helena, if uh, people who are listening would like to follow you, what is the best option?
1: The best option is uh, Facebook, Helena Girma. It's at the H E L I N A. Girma is my last name. G I R M A. Also, I have a Private personal page. The in inside out transformation. No, actually, it's inside out reflection. Is the page I have. I tend to write and post on that. So inside out reflection, or Hervina Gurma they can request, and you know I can add them on.
0: All right, perfect. I'll put the links in the descrip- in the episode description, so okay. it'll be easier for people to follow you. And before we finish, do you want to say something else?
1: I want to thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak um, on your podcast. And I want people to know that who they are is good enough. They can start from who they are. And I think of I think of Stevie Wonder, if you know him. Um, at the time, he was blind, um, he was poor, and he was uh, black and color as well, which was the hard time for covered people at the time. But he made it because he he picked up a harmonica and started playing it and he found himself. So we don't have to compare ourselves with others. We have to we have to know who we are, what are what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses and what are the experiences we've been through, the good and the bad, especially the bad, what did they teach us and what are our pain that we can turn into purpose? And we, we can only get there if we start where we are. So I encourage people not to look around, but to look within and find themselves and work on their strength and serve the purpose that they are created for. And they can do it from where they are. And once they start, they'll have their resources, their eyes will be open um, to get the connections that they need to go to the next level. Well, so start from where you are and, you know, you're a gift. You matter. I mean, you matter. Who you have inside you, who you are, matter so much to the world. And you not serving your purpose and reaching your not reaching your potential is not just a personal. It won't be just a personal failure, so to speak, but you're depriving the world. We need each other. We need each other. We're meant to complement each other. Not compete from one another. So, if we serve our purpose and you serve yours, we serve each other, and that's why we're created for a relationship and uh, to be helping one another. So, start where you are and take it from there. You matter to everyone.
0: <laughs> Beautiful words. Thank you, Helena.
1: Thank you. I appreciate. Um, it. Thank you so much.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you for your time, your lessons, your knowledge, and your experience. I
1: appreciate that. Thank you.
0: And thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time.